Hey guys, hope you're doing well. This episode I'm very, very excited to do. I've got a very special guest I'm going to be bringing on today to discuss the hottest topic in the NFL right now, the Colin Kaepernick situation, of course. Can't wait to get into this one. Won't want to miss it. Drop the beat so we can get started. Welcome back. Welcome back. You guys are listening to the Mind of Mike J podcast. Again, I am very excited to be getting into this episode. Got a very special guest, like I said, with me. He is the host of the Fourth and Truth podcast. You guys should definitely check it out. He gets thousands of plays per month. You can definitely find him and find some good content. But without further ado, it is my pleasure to bring on my friend, Mr. Chad Wyrick. How's it going, man? Mike, it's going well, brother. Thank you for having me on. Awesome, man. It's pleasure's all mine, definitely. I was uh, just wanted to let everybody know the uh, before we get started. I had actually come across your content. I think you had left a. Um, I think you had left a comment. It was like it was like the. T- I know it was near the top. It had got like the most thumbs up. It was on um one of sports center or espn's comments on facebook i don't know if you remember it it was like last week oh yeah yeah and they were talking about kaepernick and you would put up a post for your um and you had left a link for your website which is actually a uh, great advertising that's i've never thought of doing that yeah <laughs> but um yeah, yeah but that's what is. but that's what led me to reach out and to contact you and just to um get your viewpoint because um I, w- I went and listened to your episode back back in March when you actually addressed the situation. And uh, just so we're clear, what I'll give you the chance real quick to kind of state your whole position on where exactly you stand with the Kaepernick situation as of today. Uh-huh. Well, you know, I think that Colin Kaepernick is a liability. I think he brings a lot of baggage that a lot of NFL franchises are afraid to touch him. And here's here's why I think that NFL teams are so afraid to sign him. If you if you go to a, a, a college football game on a Saturday and you walk into that stadium, or you go to an NFL game on a Sunday and you walk into that stadium, it's it's one of the most patriotic scenes of any sporting event that you can find. The national anthem. I've seen people cry literal tears during a national anthem and. I believe that NFL teams are so aware now that if they take a shot on this guy that, you know, the thought of having a guy potentially being your starting quarterback uh, that that took a knee during the National Anthem would be uh, – it, it, it's all about money in the NFL. It's all about money in sports, period. We can agree on that. And yes, absolutely. I see, I see that if that would be the case and he was to be signed – by somebody, and I don't think it's that he's not productive. I mean, there's there's quarterbacks in the league right now on rosters that are just as good or not as good as Colin Kaepernick is. But I think the loss of ticket sales—if somebody were to sign him, those people who are so gun ho about they they love that American flag. I, the last football game I attended was uh, the battle at Bristol between Tennessee and Virginia Tech, and that was in uh, September of last year, mm-hmm. and. 
it was the most it was on september 11th and of course everything was just so you know gun-ho for america and uh, I, I saw people crying during the national anthem you know people take that stuff very serious and i just look at things in life you know not just football but everything from a loss gain perspective and I don't know what it is that Colin Kaepernick gained from this, but I can tell you what he lost, and that was his job, and potentially may lose it forever. We don't know that. But I think that when you take a stance that 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 severe, you know, kneeling, to, and, and, then, and then other guys started doing it too, and nobody talks about them, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, of course being a starting quarterback, you know, and here's something else I was thinking. I thought the San Francisco 49ers were going to stick with Colin Kaepernick for the rest of his career. And that's a rare thing because you see a lot of quarterbacks that, you know, the Brett Favre's and Peyton Manning's, they'll leave and go to different teams. Right. And I think Colin Kaepernick was going to be a rare a rare breed of quarterback that stuck with one team for his entire NFL career. Yeah, I, I thought that too. And what I see a lot of people throwing out there is – that, you know, he opted out of his contract uh, going into last year, which he did. Um, now, where where that narrative kind of gets proven false in terms of why he doesn't have a job is John Lynch came out publicly around a few months ago and had said they were going to cut him anyway. If he, had, if he had not opted out of his contract, just based off of everything that had transpired over the past season – they were just going to go ahead and cut ties with him, which goes back to what you were saying, which is, you know, he, he took a stance that that just offended a lot of people. And, you know, and by them employing them, it gives them the impression that I guess that they um, that they take that stance as well. Or I'm, I'm not sure exactly if that's that's exactly what I'm trying to say, but. That they condone it. That they think that it's okay. That they condone it, right? Which now I think now I think it should be okay, especially considering the fact that the NFL has charged million has charged the Department of Defense millions of taxpayer dollars, our taxpayer dollars, us being working class citizens, to even do the flyovers and pulling the flag out on the field and all this other stuff. It's a form of paid patriotism. Yeah. Absolutely, I absolutely agree. And um, and I mean, nobody and I and I and I feel like not enough people address that. And maybe it's because a lot of people don't know. I mean, I didn't even know until I started doing the research on it a, a few months ago. Uh-huh. But it's um, but I feel like we don't. There's not a lot of people that address that. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of people addressing the fact that you know the 49ers were going to cut him out regardless. He's he's being held out of the league for reasons that don't he's he's being held out of the league for reasons that aren't about his his just on his talent alone. Right. Right. And that's and that's what I'm and that's what I don't like is just because the I feel like the NFL should be a talent based league, but it is money based like you were saying. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I got a question for you, Mike. Yes. Being a- being a black man like yourself in America today, do you feel like that protest was something that you would that you would be? What is your viewpoint on it? Do you think that it's 
you know, that it was beneficial in any way? Do you feel oppressed in America in any way by police? I wouldn't say that I feel oppressed. What I would say is, it, I would I would say that it does not just because it happens to it has not happened to me directly does not mean that it does not affect other people and it doesn't mean that I can't um that I'm just going to turn a blind eye to what we're seeing right absolutely and, and I've been arrested I was convicted of DUI uh, a couple years ago I was just coming back from you know a wing night with a few of my buddies got caught speeding next thing you know I'm getting pulled out of the car and uh, having to do a breathalyzer, but, and at the time, and what, what really bothers me is when I see guys, you know, when I see guys like Philando Castile just following orders and, you know, gets killed on site, when I see guys like Walter Scott in South Carolina running away from the cops and getting shot seven, eight times in the back, you know, I, I, I just see guys, I see, I see guys complying i see guys that maybe aren't complying but you know i see all these different situations and i just think back to when i got arrested and i go man i really have no reason to believe that i couldn't have been one of those guys right and i think you know it you know god forbid if if something had happened to me what would what would everyone be saying about me was oh he was break he must have been breaking a law or he shouldn't have been drinking and driving he deserves to be dead like that's what i feel like people would say about me and that's why it bothers me Oh yeah, absolutely. And you'll always have those people out there that are that have that mindset. And I've seen if you if you uh, have a chance on Facebook, there's this law enforcement page, and it's one of the most sickening things I've ever seen. People on there, like we'll see, they'll post videos of traffic stops of people, black and white, getting shot, killed. And you go to the comment thread, and they're just like, "Good, he deserved it." This, that, and the other. And I'm like, "Wow." I'm like, "It's sad that people like this even actually exist." But you know, it's it's 2017, man, and it's. Uh, it's ugly stuff. I'll tell you that, Mike. It's ugly stuff. It is. And and I feel like that is, going back to Kaepernick, I feel like that's why we try to, um, I feel like that's why a lot of people try to push, a, nar- push a, a narrative of, well, he's not that good, or well, he opted out of his contract, or his girlfriend was running his mouth, and that's why he's not signed, rather than just address the ugly truth, which is, we don't want to deal with this problem with police brutality that we have. Absolutely. They, they think that it's just more, It's there's more to it than they can actually handle or that it's worth handling. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Or that they even want to admit to be true. I mean, a, a lot of people coming from, coming from the, the pro-police crowd, you know, you got a lot of people whose fathers, best friends, their neighbors whoever they are, are police officers and, or, you know, or we're in the military. And so when they, when they feel like there's an attack against them, they're going to be against it no matter what. Right. But what Kaepernick was doing wasn't an attack per se. It was more of, it wasn't, I didn't see it. And I don't know how you felt, but how you personally feel, but I didn't see it as disrespecting the flag necessarily. I felt it, because a lot of people said, well, you should leave the country if you don't like America. And it's like, well, he didn't, I feel like the exact opposite. If you, if you love, if you have love for your country, you want to, you're going to be critical of it. Just like if you have kids and you see your kids screwing up, you're not just going to let them keep acting up. 
you care about right. them and you love them and you want to see them do better. So you're going to be the first person to speak up. Absolutely. I agree. So it's, right. and so, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just not sure why so many people are missing that message. Yeah. You know, that, that, again, you, you're, you're going to have a different crowd of people who believe in certain things and in, in sports and in everything, you know, they'll think, Oh, it's, it's disrespecting the flag or it's, um, disrespectful to America. And, you know, like I said, man, when you walk into a stadium on a Saturday or a Sunday, those people are so patriotic with, you know, they're so high on patriotism that it, it offends them. It, it offends them very, very, you know, badly. And they, they take it the wrong way. And, you know, who's to say, you know, somebody who might take a chance on Kaepernick and, I think he said that he's he would end that protest, right? That he would never take a knee again. Did he say that? Do you know, he's he said he was done. He said he was done kneeling because he feel like he feels like he's got his message across. That's what he said. Right. Yeah, that's what I thought he said. And you know, and if I'm an owner, I would think about that. But then, then again, you know how people are; they'll sit and think about that, and they'll be like, "Oh, you know, that guy, that guy out there right now taking the snap for our team." He. You know, he kneeled during the national anthem, and you know, some people are just—they're going to want to shy away from that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They and I mean, and I, I understand it. And to be very clear, I'm not of—I'm not of the extreme. There's there's a sect. Um, there's a sector of Kaepernick supporters who are a little bit. I feel like they're a little bit too too far. Like they're. Right. Um, they look at it as like a civil rights issue or like 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 he's having some kind of constitutional right being violated by not being in the NFL and I don't think that's true. He he doesn't no one is required by any law to to sign him. Right. Not not at all. I just wish we would tell the tr- I just wish we would tell the truth about why. That's that's really the only crusade I've been on. Oh yeah, really. I agree. I think you know the people are afraid to talk about stuff like that because they don't want to offend other people too. And they, I think they really want that story to die down more than anything. Mm-hmm. They kind of want it to just go away. But guys, all the time on the radio, you know, Colin Cowherd and guys like that, it's always a main story, and a lot of people like to talk about it because it has to do with you know, you know, apparently, you know, it's not because he's black. I mean, that's the you know, let's just agree on that. It's not because he's He's a black man. It's just because of the stance he took and how severe it was to, to so many people. And you know, they're going to sugarcoat things like that. You wish they'd just come out and you know right out and say, "Look, we're not signing this guy because he's going to kill our ticket sales. You know, people are going to stop coming to games, and mm-hmm. you know, and it's going to affect our money." And people won't say that, but that's what it is. And I think the majority of people know, so they're just really running around in circles, you know, just talking about it. Right, right, and I and I, I completely agree with that stance as well. I I would prefer that that we just flat out say, if 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 owners were flat out saying Colin Kaepernick took a stance that offended a lot of our fan base or offended me personally, so that's why I don't want to sign him. There there'd be no we wouldn't it wouldn't be a discussion. You couldn't complain about it. You couldn't do anything because you know that's that is what it is. Right, but. But that's not what we're doing, and I feel like the reason why is because I feel like a lot of people know that that doesn't really make sense in the end. That you would willingly sacrifice your chances at giving yourself the best opportunity to win because, you know, because a guy 
did something that you didn't agree with. Oh, right. You know, and I, you know, ask yourself this too, you know, with the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL right now, if they were to take a knee during the national anthem, do you think they're on a roster the next year? I think so. I think, you know, I think it has a lot to do with, you know, Kaepernick being, I think he was the 30th best quarterback in the league last year. And I think if you take the, the top 10 best and they did what he did, that they would have a job just because they contribute more and they're better quarterbacks. Oh, absolutely. Cap- I mean, Colin Kaepernick was not – Colin Kaepernick by no means was some was some superstar. Now, I will say he was – the 49ers lost a lot of good players in 2015. I remember in 2015 going into that season, they had that epidemic where, you know, Patrick Willis retired at 30. Uh, they had one of their top O-linemen retire in his 20s. The uh, other guy that was supposed to fill in for Patrick Willis, I can't remember his name, uh, he retired early, same thing, early 20s. It was a, uh, oh, look at that. I just lost him. All right, everybody, we're having a little bit of technical difficulties, so nobody panic. Uh, just a little, looks like we're having a little bit of reception issues. I will try to get him back on as soon as I can. I lost you there. Yeah, man. Sorry, I lost you for a second. I was just glad we could get it back up and running. But um, no, what I was just saying was uh, he had a lot. He lost a lot. Um, they lost a lot of guys going into the 2015 season out of nowhere. You know, a lot of talent, a lot of leadership. They were bringing on a new coach. Frank Gore had left, and then Colin, and then Kaepernick got injured halfway through the halfway through the season. Yeah. So he comes back yeah. in 2016, coming off three surgeries, which is not easy to do, and. You know what I mean? In in my opinion, he was he was doing the best that he can, but that's another that's you know that he was he he's he's not a like I said he's not a superstar, but he's way better than what I feel like a lot of us are giving him credit for, especially given oh, the situation. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I think it just boils down to that. You know, when you look at it, you know, can he bring more? You know, if he can't bring me more wins than a guy like Matt Moore then we need to stray away from him. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Now, this. Now speaking of Matt Moore, this latest signing in Miami, a lot of people have been going off on that on pretty much every news outlet. What is, how did you feel about the Cutler signing in Miami? Well, you know, I, I write for the Dolphins, and I cover the Dolphins for uh, the last word on uh, the NFL, and I think it was the smartest decision that they could make. You know, uh, Adam Gase and Cutler having been together in Chicago before, and uh, Cutler had probably one of his best, you know, best years ever uh, as a quarterback under Gase. He threw for 3,700 yards, like 22 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and he had like a 65% uh, uh, quarterback rating or uh, completion percentage. And, um, you know, I, I think that that was the best choice that they could that they could make, you know, on the market with quarterbacks. And, you know, they weren't going to get Tony, uh, Tony Romo to come out. But they got, uh, I think, the second best choice that you could go after, after Tannehill went down. So I think that, um, you know, Tannehill and Cutler are similar in a lot of ways. But uh, Cutler haven't, you know, been in retirement and whatnot. So it's going to be uh, a tough transition for them. But I think that that was the best choice that they could make at that time. 
Yeah, the um the only thing I didn't really like, I completely understand the the Gase and Cutler pairing, especially given how how especially given the fact that we're already in the middle of training camp. You know, we're well through training camp. We're we're about to get into preseason right this week. So, you don't really have a whole lot of time to try to get somebody up to speed this late in the right. season. You're ready the, I mean, the Dolphins are a team that is ready to you know they they were they just missed the playoffs last year, so they're they're looking to contend. Right. Oh yeah, and they're and they're getting a lot better year by year. And I think Adam Gase is the guy. And it's unfortunate that Tannehill went down, but you know when you you know you're in the NFL, you got to get you know Matt Moore. He's old and he's he's a backup. That's what he is. And uh, I think the best choice they could have made is the one they did make, and they went with Cutler. Exactly. They, now Cutler. The only thing I didn't like about the Cutler signing was the fact that he out of his own mouth said he didn't want to play football. He wasn't, he had no desire to play football. His wife actually had to talk him into, his wife actually had to talk him into signing. Yeah. Kristen Cavallari. Yep. Kristen Cavallari. Exactly. Who is very outspoken. But, um, that was the only thing I, that was the only thing I found odd. Just the concept of, you got a guy like, you got a guy like Kaepernick and I'm sure there's others, but you got guys like, and it's not even just Kaepernick. There's a lot of other quarterbacks, I'm sure, that are looking to make a roster. But as it pertains to Kaepernick, you got a guy that's been working out, that wants to play, that said he wants to play. And, you know, you'd rather give a call to a guy that's sitting on his couch, hasn't worked out in God knows how long. And you gave him more money than Kaepernick was reportedly asking for. Right, yeah. Yeah, and that's understandable, too. You know, it's just... Uh, you know, it boils down to that, you know, is he going to bring me more than what this guy can bring, and is it going to be negative or positive? And, uh, you know, I just think NFL teams are petrified of touching him. Oh, yeah, and and that's and that's just the God-honest truth. But um, mm-hmm. that being said, do you think there's a chance that you think it's you think it's just the last we've seen of Kaepernick, or do you think he makes it on his way onto a roster at some point? Uh, you know, and that's a hard thing to really – you know, predict, but I think somewhere eventually, if he stay, if he keeps saying that he wants to play, and quarterbacks get injured all the time, they ask for too much money, and if he's not asking for Buku's amounts of money, somebody somewhere eventually, I think, will give him a chance. I don't know why somebody like Cleveland, as terrible as they already are, and don't sell enough tickets anyway, wouldn't take a shot on him. You know what I mean? I mean, they have Brock Osweiler as their starter, so it's oh, not yeah, like they have yeah, a lot to lose. Yeah, exactly, and you know, and if even if even if he was a backup, you know, uh, just having him on a roster would be. I think that's highly possible. I, I don't think you'll see it. Uh, definitely not this year. Possibly next, but if he keeps around, stays in shape, and you know, proves that he wants to stick around, then somebody will give him a shot. Yeah, it's definitely still a a very uh, hot button issue, and uh, the one thing I will say that that Kaepernick has been doing is, you know, it, he's he has the he took his knee, and then, you know, then we saw the, and then we saw the Fidel Castro shirt, or well, really, it was a Malcolm X shirt when he was meeting with Fidel Castro. But that's beside the point. Um, but then, but then he came out. But then he had the pig socks, and then, then, and then, you know, apparently his girlfriend put up the photo on Instagram. It just seems like he can. It seems like every time something is dying down 
some one thing he did that pissed people off is dying down, something else comes up. Right. Yeah. And and that's another thing. And I was also thinking about the Dolphins and their choice to sign Cutler instead of Kaepernick is that a good portion of their fans, maybe fifty percent of their fans, are Cuban. Right. And and uh, that just, I think it. I don't think uh, Kaepernick was even really, honestly, a legitimate, you know, discussion in the front office with Miami. I don't think that he was ever real because that that right there would have sent the Dolphins into, you know, a depression. I mean, it really would have, especially you know, fan wise. You know, you look in the stadium there on the uh, on a Sunday, and it's just, you know, it's 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 not as packed as it as it should be. At, at uh, you know, at that stadium, but what you know, just the potential, just the thought of a guy who had on the Malcolm X shirt or the Fidel Castro, whatever you want to, you know, whatever you want to call it, I think that that would have just it had been a disaster. I really think it really would have been a disaster. Yeah, it it would have. I mean, you can't. You have to take into consideration that you have a thirty-five percent or whatever it is Cuban population, a very significant population of cubans in miami you have to take that into consideration and i i understand kaepernick you know did try to save face a little bit when he was you know when he said he agreed with you know certain policies that that fidel castro had but i think it was a bad look for him i will say it was a bad look for him because there are some very very terrible things that castro was doing i mean people were jumping on you know, people were jumping on washer machines and doors and floating over the ocean trying to get to get away from Cuba. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. So yeah. So I mean, yeah, there are obviously some very terrible things that he did, and you can't. I feel like it, it looks bad when you cherry pick a couple things that you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The picking and choosing from a guy like that is just—it's just unnecessary. You know, it's things that you should just stay away from and. And talk about football. You know, you, 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 you're a football player. You know, you're not a politician. You're not a, you know, you're not running for president. Just just stick to the game and talk football, you know. And I think that, you know, back to the lost game perspective on everything, you know, what did he lose and what did he gain from all of this, you know. And that's a, uh, that's a tough question to answer for Kaepernick because seemingly right now he lost more than he gained. He, he lost a lot. Now, I will say he... What he did gain was he got he he did start a discussion he he brought attention to exactly what he was what we were standing against which was police brutality as it pertains to minorities he definitely yeah. got people talking about talking about it and bringing a lot of awareness to it and and, and it needed to and it needed to have um, awareness brought to it now oh, yeah. he now the the media plays a big part in this because. Colin Kaepernick originally was doing his protest on his own. He wasn't trying to bring attention to himself. He had been kneeling for two weeks before anyone even noticed. Uh-huh. And then it wasn't until somebody caught him on camera and was like, "Hey, why, why are you, why were you kneeling during the anthem just then?" That, and then he came out and said what he said about, you know, he will no longer stand for a country that oppresses minorities, and that's when everything just blew up. So he was definitely right. trying to, I feel like he was going about it in the right way, but you know, the media does as, as the media does with Donald Trump, as the media does with, has done with Kaepernick and with a lot of other people, they put a spin on a lot of things. Oh yeah. You know, they put a spin on a lot of things to make it look like one thing when it's not. 
absolutely. The media is notorious for uh, for uh, creating things that aren't actually there. The fake news, right, is what old Trump calls it. Exactly, and it's it's getting to the point where you know we don't know what we don't know what's real and what isn't at this point. You know, you can somebody puts out a story that's true. This other this other website over here with four people following it puts out a story con- uh-huh. with a conflicting opinion. And you'll see everybody, you'll see a bunch of people go and say, oh, I agree with that. Right, yeah, you're absolutely right. That's a, uh, that's something that's very, very, you know, unfortunate in society now is this, the media, they twist everything and create stories that aren't actually true. And, you know, that's, that's something you got to keep an eye out for, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, I think Kaepernick was definitely a victim of that. Um, I think, I think they've done accurate reporting I do think they've done accurate reporting in some instances, but they've done very inaccurate reporting in a lot of other, a lot of other, in a lot of other times dealing with his situation. But you know, that's that's just the reality. It, it happens to everybody, and he's just another victim of it. Absolutely, I agree. But um, other than that, man, that's that's pretty much all I had. I, again, I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with me. Absolutely, I enjoyed it, Mike, and uh, I'd love to have you on my show as well, man. And I'll let you know whenever we're going to start it up. Uh, probably August eighteenth, we'll do our first show starting it back because it is college football based, and uh, you're you're a pretty knowledgeable guy. We'd love to have you on Force the Truth, Mike. Oh, I'd I'd love to, man. You got my number, so I'm I'm here anytime. Uh, before you hop off here, uh, let the people know uh, what's your Twitter. Anything that you anything that and let everybody know what you do. Okay, yeah, well, you can follow me on Twitter at Chad Wyrick, W-I-R-I-C-K, and it's also the same on Facebook, and Force and Truth, the page, uh, is on Facebook. Of course, forceandtruth.com is where all the content, all the written content, the podcast and all that's uploaded onto it. Uh, you can stream the podcast on iTunes and Google Play as well as SoundCloud, and it's all, you can, all, you can get it all from my Twitter page, or you can go straight to forthandtruth.com where it's all at and it, we cover college football professional football and uh, we try to stick to that alrighty well that sounds like a deal well um, again Chad really appreciate you being here man uh, we'll definitely look forward to being in touch in the future and uh, this episode I put up all mine on Monday so Mind of Mike J podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes you should, you should be able to see it first thing Monday Okay, sounds good, Mike. Thank you, buddy. No problem, Chad. I'll talk to you soon. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, guys, and that will pretty much conclude. I just want to get get with some final thoughts here before we hop off. Uh, as you can see, Chad and I had our – we agreed on a lot of things, and we disagree on some things, and – I want to put this out there for anybody listening, whether you're talking about Kaepernick or you're talking about whatever it is. When you're dealing, when you're trying to have conversations, especially with people that might not see eye to eye on you and everything or have or have a different viewpoint than you, talk to people like Chad. Talk to reasonable people that will that will listen, that will give their thoughts, but are willing to hear yours. And we don't come into it with the understanding that we're going to necessarily that we're going to necessarily come out agreeing on on exactly every little thing but but we but we but we will listen to each other and we will at least give 
give each other the chance to speak because let me tell you something and I'm going to just speak from my personal experience a lot of these a lot of these anti-Kaepernick people you can't talk to them you really can't there I was on I was on my Facebook yesterday where I made one comment about the NFL should be a talent-based league on ESPN's Facebook post. Do you know I have people coming to that page telling me that Josh McCown, guys like Josh McCown, Brock Osweiler, all of some of these just bums were were better quarterbacks. They were they were literally saying that these guys were better quarterbacks than Kyler Kaepernick. I'm sorry, you cannot you cannot be a sane individual and tell me that somebody like Josh McCown, who is just as likely to throw more interceptions than touchdowns in a season in any given season, go back and look, go back and look, at, go back and look at his career totals. Half the time, you'll see him throwing more interceptions than touchdowns. And somebody with a straight face is going to sit there and tell me, "Oh, he, he's better than Kaepernick." You guys want to push this narrative that badly that he's a bad quarterback? And like we were saying. And I'm just, and I'll say it one more time because nobody, everybody seems to miss it when I say it. I am not saying I am not of the mindset that Colin Kaepernick should be signed just because, just for the sake of being signed. My thing is tell the truth, and I've said it on, I said it a couple weeks ago, and I'll say it again. Tell the truth. Tell the truth as to why he's not being signed. That's all I ask. We could be we could we could stop a lot of this hostility and a lot of this back and forth if we just tell the truth. If you're out there and you're still trying to convince me that Colin Kaepernick is not good enough to play in the NFL, then I just have nothing more to say to you at this point. We can we can keep putting the stats up. We can keep show, showing you examples and giving you facts all day long. If you're going to keep saying it, then, you know, there's just, there's just nothing to be said to you. We just can't say anything anymore. He's not costing people money. He wasn't a quote-unquote... He wasn't a quote-unquote dis- media distraction because as I... As you heard me just say, Colin Kaepernick was kneeling by himself, not saying a word for two weeks before anyone even noticed and then when they finally it wasn't until somebody finally caught him on camera and asked him why and he just simply answered the question that all of a sudden it became this epidemic we got felons in the league we got wife beaters we got all kinds of folks doing God knows what and we still got the and we still have them playing and people are not offended by it at all owners aren't worried about the backlash from their community none of this other stuff and we have literally no one addressing the fact that the only reason any of this is relevant is because the NFL is charging again they're taking your tax dollars people that they're charging the department of defense which is funded by our tax money the NFL is taking your tax dollars to even do half the stuff that they're doing on the field. That's disrespecting the flag, ladies and gentlemen. 
That is disrespecting the flag. We have to we have to pay to show our patriotism. We have to show we have to pay the NFL to show love for our country publicly on their turf. Taking a knee and exercising a First Amendment right is not disrespecting the flag. Cut that out. Tell the truth. Again, guys, this is a this has been this week's episode of the Mind of Mike J podcast. Appreciate all you guys listening. New episodes every Monday. Love talking to you guys, and we will be back next week. Until then, Mind of Mike J podcast. I'm signing off. <laughs>